Welcome to episode 12 of the Get Real Gaming Podcast. It's the show where we get real talking about the latest video game news and releases. I'm Richard, and with me is my droid counterpart, Lawrence. Lawrence? Beep boop. Lawrence? Beep beep boop. How are you doing today? Beep boop. You're all right. Excellent. Beep boop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, all right. How are you? Well, welcome to 2021, Lawrence. Where oh, nothing happens. <laughs> Act well, Honestly. a lot happened, but just not in the gaming world. <laughs> no, nothing happened. All the, it's like everybody had their fill in, in with the new consoles, and that's it. And then no, they went to the political now. section of this large yep. expo. <laughs> the um, the consoles should be back in stock soon everywhere, so you can... They're saying January uh, there's going to be stock uh, in the UK... Yeah, for, play- for just PlayStation Fives, but I yeah. might be getting mine around about June time. Cause, right, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. And um, and no games. Came- I think one game has come out, and it was Scott Pilgrim versus the World: The Game Complete that, Edition. That didn't, that didn't even like that's a re-release that came out like five years ago. Yeah, and it's a re-release of that. Everywhere. It's good though. It's really, it's really good. It's worth a play. Yeah. But that's it. There's literally nothing. Between December 23rd and January 14th, Metacritic has reported no games. No games. Reported no releases. No games. There's there's a game coming out next week, which I'm looking forward to. What's that? Well, it's... well, I'll tell you later down the pod because there's an article on it. Oh my goodness gracious ah, me! See links already. But well, what have you been playing this week, though, Lawrence? What's? Oh God. Um... What have I been playing this week? <laughs> I don't know. Been, that's the thing. I've been watching too much Friends to actually re- remember what I've been playing. Right. Uh, I've, I've been modding Skyrim, so I'm getting back <laughs> into Skyrim a little bit. Uh, oh yeah. I've still not played the game. I'm still in the modding stage. It takes that long. Um, Is it just like bit... getting it all working and stuff, or yeah, all the mods much, running? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, playing a little bit of World of Warcraft. Played a little bit of Resident Evil Two Remake. Oh yeah. Um, played a uh, little bit of Hitman 2. Is Resident Evil 2 the one with the this guy that follows you around the, the mansion, or is that, a different, is that a different one? I th- oh, you mean Mr. X? Yeah, Mr. X. Is that Resident yeah. 2? Yeah, yeah, that's Resident right. 2. That's the one that I've played. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I've yeah. played and, and never finished. I literally can't handle the impending I, I, doom I've of only, Mr. X. I've only finished uh, Leon's story. I'm working on Claire's, uh, but... Eh. Right. I played a bit of Football Manager, but not much. Oh goodness! Where um, are you now? I'm at. Well, I'm still at Everton. We uh, just got through our first month. We we uh, they were bottom of the table. We're now mid table because I am a very good football manager. Right. What else have you played other than Football Manager? Um, that's that's kind of it, really. I've been darting around different games, uh, mainly yep. modern Skyrim because it takes so damn long. Does anything um, work? I mean, it, it does work. It's just getting the right configuration because there's a mod limit and there's so many mods, you easily hit that mod limit and you have to kind of merge mods together and mm-hmm. and make sure they all work so they're not conflicting with masters. It's very convoluted and long and... Oh. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, after eight years, you haven't gone back to Cyberpunk. I mean, wait, eight years? Well, you know. You you've been waiting eight years for it, right? And then well, I mean, I'm waiting for the patches. Really, I'm, oh, I'm waiting to hear what's okay. happening. Right. Um, I did touch a little bit of Cyberpunk before, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just I just kind of want to wait for the patches now. I think. All right, fair enough. What have you been playing this week? Um, Minecraft. We've been playing some Minecraft still. Um, oh yeah. Last night I picked up Ghost of Tsushima again. Oh, so Tsushima. Bit. I didn't play for very long, but I just I have. I have the PlayStation in the bedroom now so that when I need to just Ooh. chill before sleeping, I can just get yeah. on go to Tsushima and just vibe out for a bit. That's my, that's my plan with that. Yeah, that's my plan. But I'd completely forgotten how to play the game, so I had to go back <laughs> through the combat uh, tutorial oh. stuff and just look oh, through it. and just dearie, dearie me. So I forgot how to play it. But the story's really good. Like The more I'm getting right. into it, the more I'm like, whoa, this is pretty, this is pretty nice. So Right? <laughs> um, game Awards? Yeah. Um, Looking also, at you. I've been playing games on my phone, and that's about it. Mm. Honestly, well, we've been playing a bit of Fortnite and Elder Scrolls, but that, those goes without saying. I think these days, yeah. you jump on for a bit here, jump on for a bit there, and so you that's jump it. Over here, you jump over here. 
in, out, in, out, you take it all about, I don't know. But um, let's dive right into some news then, because there's got to be something to talk about this week, Lawrence. What have uh, we got? got? Me go- I've got me goggles on. Right. What is it that we I have to... i swimming shorts. Okay. All right. Well, let's dive right in. Go on. On the board. Oh, I don't like heights. You can do it. No, I don't like it. I'll push you. No, 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 no. Go. Go. Well, he's expecting a splash sound effect. Yeah, wow. yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm leaving you. I'm hanging you out to dry, Lawrence. Oh, no. <laughs> it's cold out here. Why have you put me on washing line? Oh, God. Anyway. Yes. There has been some news regarding Cyberpunk. I'm okay. going to touch on very quickly. Touch on it quickly. It's getting worse for Cyberpunk and CD Uh-oh. Project Red. Oh, I, no. I say worse, but it's actually a good thing. Okay. Because the <laughs> they're being investigated by Poland's Office of Competition and Consumer Protection. Oh, for what? For what um, reason? Basically, they are they're going to check how the manufacturer is working on the introductions of amendments or solutions to difficulties preventing the game on different consoles, and also how it intends to act in relation to the persons who file complaints and are dissatisfied with their purchase due to the inability to play games on owned equipment despite previous assurances. So it's basically, so basically just basically yeah quality control at the highest level. Wow, that's uh, insane. Yeah, and if they don't do it, um, they could find the studio up to 10% of its annual income <sighs> and or impose refunds. Well, but they've been refunding anyway, right? So Yeah, um, but 10% of that annual income would be gone because they, they didn't go up to code. Why is this not in the US? Think of how many good games we could have if this was in the US. Uh, like, jeez. Yeah, but why, why, would you, why would this be different in the US? Well... EA, <laughs> right? Activision. Oh, you mean? Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. As if, as in this thing, this this, this thing, U- yeah, UOKIK um, would be in. Yeah, yeah, that would be good, actually. Yeah, like it's kind of like having the Nintendo. Do you remember the old Nintendo seal of approval? Oh my god! Yeah, imagine the having that for every single company, but like by an external neutral party that wasn't controlled by the industry. That would be quite nice, actually. I'd like, be into that. that. I would be into that. Like, it's bad for. Well, I say it's bad, but it, really, it's a good thing. Yeah, it is uh, a good thing. It ma- it make it makes the people at the top listen to the developers. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. But sounds bad. <laughs> sounds bad is good. All right. But well, what's next, good, Lawrence, good on the list today? Um, well, a load of PlayStation 5 games got announcement dates. Ooh, bunch of PS5ers. A- a- actual PlayStation 5 games. Not PlayStation 5 slash 4. Actual PlayStation 5 games. So if you still... I say this, only three are actual just PlayStation 5 games. Right. But if you're the still looking to pick up a next-gen console and you're not you're not paying the scalpers money and you know that there's new stock coming. These are now the release mm-hmm. dates you're looking into for the games you might be interested in buying this year. What are they? When are they? Lawrence? Well, Wretched and Clank is out in 2021. <laughs> Didn't give a month. <laughs> I know. Useful, wait, wait. right? How is that a release date? I don't know. That's what they say. They, we <laughs> already do this. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. In 2021. This is not, this is not news, Lawrence. This is not news. I I've got I've got months now. Returnal okay. is March nineteenth, twenty twenty one. That's a date. That's a date, That's guys. A date. That is a real date. What is Returnal? Ken- I've never I've never I've never heard of it either. I've what is Returnal? I don't know what Returnal is. Uh, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is March twenty twenty one. Okay, so March, March. Also Solar- coming to PS4. Uh, yep. Solar Ash also coming to PS4. June twenty twenty one. Okay. We got a Juner. We've got a Juner. Little Devil Inside, July 2021. Okay, so we've got March, we've got June, we've got July. Then we've got Stray, which is the cat game, which I really want. Oh, yeah. Um, comes out October 2021. Okay, it's still a bit away then. Yeah. Can you and imagine got- announcing this game, Mike, over a year? Well, <laughs> you know what? Forget it, because <laughs> oh, Cyberpunk... Okay, never mind. Like, <laughs> where, where's that stuff? Go- God's Go- sake. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, which yeah. Is like, yeah, which looks really good. Comes out October 2021 as well. That one looks, we've those also, two look we've good. Also, we've also had um, Project Athia, which is the new um, Square Enix IP, scheduled for release in January 2022. Oh, 
Okay. Mm. Well, that'd be worth like, keeping an eye really on. Really specific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's there's Capcom's Pragmata, which looked interesting, but didn't really give any idea what it was. Uh, coming out in 2023, so they've pretty much confirmed. No one near ready yet. We need like another two two years. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that one then. Uh huh. Mass Effect. Oh, I like Mass Effect. Legendary Edition. Oh, I like Legendary Editions. Maybe coming in March. I don't like March. You don't like March? No, I don't like March. What's wrong with March? It's too far away. Oh, it's only three months, two months. It's too far away. I need it now. Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the long-rumoured remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy that EA finally confirmed back in November may now have a proper release date. It's set a release window of spring 2021 when the game was announced... And now two retailers, Shopee Tree in Singapore and GS Shop in Indonesia, are advertising March 12th as the release date. And so oh. as things go with online retailers, when they do things like this, it normally ends up being exactly when the game comes out. Or wrong. Or completely or wrong. I mean, it'll be well, there is only one of two options that it could be, it's either <laughs> right or wrong, but there have been past occasions where this does lead to the release date being the actual release date. Although unforeseen events within the next month or so could also affect the release date. Mass Effect fans will be happy, uh, obviously, because it'll be... uh, This article from PC Gamer is saying, the Legendary Edition will not be a full remake of the Mass Effect games, but rather an attempt to modernize the experience so that fans and new players can experience the original work in its best possible form. So that is good and is bad at the same time. Yeah, where's my RTX on? Yeah, it says uh, promo weapons, armors and packs all remastered, optimized for 4K Ultra HD. Um, It's not clear whether multiplayer will be supported by the re-release, but hopefully it will. Mass Effect 3's online co-op component was excellent, according to PC Gamer. Now, obviously, I've not played it, so... um, I'm I'm very looking forward to it. I love Mass Effect. It's one of my favorite RPGs. Mm -hmm. But it's not not confirmed, because EA haven't confirmed it. No. But it's because of these leaks that we're able to, to guesstimate now that, that March will be, which would be a good time, I think, because people will be getting yeah. their consoles at this point, I reckon. Yeah. Some more console yeah. purchases will be made. Square Enix. Oh, Square Enix. You know Square Enix. Not personally, but... They yeah. do things. They do games. Oh, yeah, they do games. Like Final Fantasy Remake, which you've still not played. Play it, please. For the love of Christ, play it. Well, they filed new Final Fantasy trademarks. So Game Informer is reporting that they filed new Final Fantasy trademarks in Japan recently in preparation for the next entry of the Final Fantasy VII remake. The included trademarks are Ever Crisis, the Shinra logo, can you believe that they've trademarked that, and the First Soldier. And while that could mean anything... I know I'm not. This is I'm just reading it from the Game Informer article. Yeah. I know I'm not alone in hoping that Square Enix will give Crisis Core more of a spotlight. Crisis Core, Crisis, Crisis Core was a amazing PlayStation Portable game. Portable, yeah. I, mem- I remember you showing me that, and I was like, I need a PlayStation Portable. Yeah. <laughs> I actually ended up buying the game, but never playing it. It's so, it's so good. It's so. I just kind of collected game. it. But I'm thinking about it now because I'm, I know I sent you this at like midnight last night. Uh, looking at this now, I'm thinking. What if that's part two and part three of the Final Fantasy VII remake? In what way? Of, like story well, 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 not the title. Instead of Final Fantasy VII remake, it's Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Final Fantasy VII First Soldier. Because Maybe. without going into, into story spoilers, <laughs> uh-huh. stuff happens, and uh-huh. it would explain why they're called that. Play right. the damn game and I can actually <laughs> tell you. <laughs> this is why I needed to play the game. Look, if I have to sit... On a Discord call with you to play this game, I will do so. Right. We will make this a social gaming. Well, we can do. That would be nice. I'd enjoy that very much. I'll get the game, um, I'll sit with you, and we'll freak out together. But it's interesting. Do you think that they could also bring back Crisis Core? I hope so. Like, I enjoyed that game. It was was very different from from the og final fantasy it was it was more of what they're looking for now which was the attack kind of free uh, attack slash tactical uh gameplay so yeah i mean yeah i think i don't that, see why not i think that they would be missing out on 
letting the game be seen by a wider audience if they didn't think yeah. about it at least because 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 there was a lot of story in there oh yeah and uh it was only seen by a handful of people you know mm-hmm. first of all you had to be a final fantasy 7 fan which is already a bit of a niche then you have to be yeah then not only do you have to be a final fantasy 7 fan but you also have to own a playstation portable i mean to be fair a lot of people have playstation portables back then a, a lot of people did yeah but but i do think that it wasn't compared to like buying a playstation or something you know like mm. the the audience the scope is is there to have more i mean bear in mind playstation portables came out when we were in high school so yeah that's a long time ago. It is a long time uh, ago. But the, the other trademark, the first soldier, if there is a game where you play as Sethroth, give it to me in an IV drip, please. Okay. It would also explain the, the push from um, Super Smash, with Sethroth coming from Ooh, Super Smash. Ooh, yes. But he's already... Was he just announced or is he already in the game now? He's in the he's game. In the game. He's in the game. It came in December, yeah. Oh, they can't, he's OP they can't as leave hell. it too long then. <laughs> well, no, but mm, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. It, de- it definitely adds food for thought. Yeah, because the Final Fantasy VII remake is hopefully coming to PC and and Xbox shortly. Because PlayStation had a year time exclusive, which is about to be up in like right. the next month, two okay. two three months. Yeah, um, you like Hitman, don't you, Lawrence? Yes, it's the game I've been playing this week as well. All right, well, you can tell everybody about the Hitman news then today. Well, good news, Hitman fans. Wherever you why, are. Why, why did I sound like I was the the professor from, from Futurama? <laughs> good news, everyone. Good news. Uh, Hitman 3, well, to give a bit of backstory. Uh, We've well, not even told us what the news Man, article is yet. No, because it links into this. In, okay, in the Hitman wrong. games, in Hitman 1, 2, and 3, they take the last game and put it into the new game with some upgrades, you know, graphical upgrades and AI upgrades and stuff like that. Right. So if you have all three games, you can play literally Hitman 1 all the way through without changing, like, programs, like, say, Call of Duty. So you can um, play... So in Hitman 3, you can play Hitman 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, with, with Hitman 3's graphics and AI and, and wow, all that. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Uh, leading on to that, Hitman 3 has also managed to somehow compress the whole trilogy install size by over 80 gigabytes. Wow. That's, that's some... like... To, to, well, I mean, I, I've got it installed. Let me just check how big it is with just Hitman 1 and 2. Right, uh, I'm, on, I'm on the wrong hard drive. So, just Hitman One and Two is 149 gigabytes, and they managed to cut that like in half. Do you think that's Do you think that's something to do with like you know if you're saying that you get to play Hitman One and Two with the same graphics as Three, maybe they've been able to basically just like you only need one set of all the graphics, and then they mm-hmm. can just tile it onto everything you know, in the other two games. Maybe that's how they've managed to compress it down. Maybe. They've optimized um, Hitman 3's graphics to the point where they're more optimized than Hitman 2's 1 and 2 version, which mm-hmm. means that now when they say, okay, these graphics are now going to be pasted, you know, across all the, you know, Hitman 1 and 2 games, it actually mm-hmm. ends up being a lot smaller. It possibly, Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just impressive to think that they they have been able to compress three games, three big games, to to by half. Yeah, I think a lot of the size of those games comes from things like assets. So optimizing mm-hmm. the assets and then uh, and then spreading the assets across all three of the games. Uh, uh, to get a bit nerdy, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, it uses something called an LZ4 compression, which nobody knows about what Which that has is. been around for almost a decade okay <laughs> um it apparently provides compression speeds up to 500 megabytes per core scale 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 being with multi-cores using a C, using a cpu in layman's terms basically it's a very good compression uh-huh excellent um, why wouldn't anybody else use this compression I don't know, Call of Duty. Yeah, I just why, don't why, see why they would not why, use it. Why, why, why would you have to let make us use different programs, Call of Duty? Lucasfilm. Oh, I remember then. I'll add one more word. Ooh. Games. Lucasfilm Games. Do you remember Lucasfilm Games? I remember LucasArts. I don't remember Lucasfilm Games. 
Yes, Lucas Arts. Yeah, remember Lucas Arts. But Lucasfilm, you know Lucasfilm. Yeah. I know Lucasfilm personally. Yeah. Okay. Me and John well, get coffee every week. <laughs> Lucasfilm Games returns as the official home of Star Wars games. And oh more. my God! Disney it's the has, of the king. Has said the resurrected brand is now the official identity for all gaming titles from Lucasfilm. Um, so basically they've pulled, when Disney pulled the plug on, on LucasArts, it was kind of then all handed over to EA who were making the games. (laughs) Disney was publishing them. Mm -hmm. Um, but now they've just announced that Lucasfilm Games is now the new branded title Mm -hmm. of which they'll be releasing all of the, uh, the new Star Wars games under. Moving forward. So they've finally seen the light and gone, hang on, we've made quite a lot of money with these video games. They're not quite much as a, as a fad as we thought they were. Yeah. Yeah, They're exactly. making more money than our films. Hang on, we're missing a trick here. Yeah. Uh, this news article from PC Gamer says, the Lucasfilm Games name does have some serious history behind it. Uh, it was originally founded in the 80s, but couldn't actually make Star Wars games because Atari held the exclusive license. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, turned out to be a blessing in disguise for gamers at least because it forced the studio to make original games instead, resulting in Monkey Island, oh, which Monkey Island. Right, yeah, Maniac Mansion, Zack mm. McCracken, Loom, <laughs> Secret Weapons of the Luftwaffe, <laughs> Sam and Max, which we... <laughs> Yeah, Seven months, yeah. The Dig, Full Throttle, and more. Uh, and the Division, as well. The mm. Division uh, Lucasfilm Games was renamed to Lucas Arts in 1990. Oh. So Lucasfilm so the Games, original one was Lucasfilm Games. Yeah, and then it was renamed to Lucas Arts, and now it's, we're going back to Lucasfilm Games. Will we see Lucas Arts return though? Um, no, because it's Lucasfilm Games. Yeah, but they'd have Lucas to Arts. rebrand Lucasfilm Games to LucasArts in order to do that. Yeah. And I think they want to focus on the games side. Like, if it was LucasArts, that'd be implying other things as well. It'd be implying, you know, film and stuff, TV stuff, graphic stuff. Mm. Whereas if they keep it niche to just the games, then it's like Lucasfilm Games. You know, it's like, it's just, this is just games. Don't worry about anything else. We're just making the games. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I'm just trying to find out about whether this means EA is now part of Lucasfilm Games. Uh, it won't be. No, because like, EA is such a big conglomerate, we wouldn't know if Disney had bought EA. Yeah. I think what this is is basically they, they've taken all the developers that have worked on Star Wars games and just kind of, uh, well, outside of EA, and just kind of use it as a platform to kind of consolidate all the Star Wars games together so they can have, like, they know exactly what's going on, they can all work together, they can, like, help uh, each other out. Because I know in Fallen Order, Respawn uh, was in direct contact with Lucasfilm. So I think Lucasfilm game is basically to help out these developers from the Disney side. Yeah. Like, story and stuff they can do and, you know, all all that. We we know that, um, you know, EA's exclusive license for star wars is is running out in the next mm-hmm. year or two so and I, I honestly i hope they i hope they lose it but this is this you see the thing is here is by announcing lucasfilm games now maybe they're putting into action what's going to happen after the license is or is up you know I, like if I they could so. be they could be working on games starting from now and just have to have made it public so that the, the employees don't leak it or whatever if you make mm-hmm. it public and known it's kind of like well now everybody knows they could start working on the next star wars games while you know for the next two years ea still hold the license so as soon as their license is up they're not going to say okay now we can start building a star wars game and then it's going to be like a year or two of, yeah. of rush nonsense now they're saying okay we're going to start now so that we're ready for when we own the license back exclusive license back from ea that makes sense yeah, yeah. Well, that's all yeah yeah so we'll have to see what happens with that yeah. uh, and, and ea might even in the future get incorporated you know some sort of licensing thing sub sub license within that yeah. but i think that disney want to take some of it back off of ea now because you know ea have made yeah. enough i mean of. let's face it the only good stars games to come out of ea is from respawn true fallen order and squadrons was respawn yeah and uh, then everything else uh, well, squadron no, no. squadrons is motive i think um, well didn't think, um wasn't battlefront uh the original battlefronts who, who did those battlefront. uh 
They were done by Dice. 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 Well, they were published by EA. No, yeah, yeah, yeah published by EA. Um, they use the dice. So, so it's Motive and Respawn that have done most of the better ones. The, mo- the better, ones. Both better ones. Yeah. I mean, Battlefront Two was good at the end mm-hmm. when they stopped. It was when, good. <laughs> yeah, when the credits rolled, it was good. It was good. You know, um, they kind of they started off sequel trilogy and they ended up at the prequel trilogy. Amazing. Um, After they listened to fans and gave them what they wanted. Speaking of which, by the way, just very quickly, oh, yeah. uh, mm. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is actually going to be free on the Epic Games Store. Uh, Ooh, well, it's worth a pickup then. This Either this week or next <laughs> I'm just going to check it now. If it's... it's the 14th, I believe it's this week or some Thursday. So if you're listening to this kind of as we are, you know, sort of as we've been recording it and you're interested in that on, on the PC, then might as well pick that up. Anyway. I mean, I mean it's a free game. It's a free game. <laughs> Free game. Free, free game. Free game. Free game. Free game. So that news, topic, free game. that news topic brings us directly onto our main news topic this week because we wanted to talk more about Star Wars. I mean, we're not a Star Wars podcast, uh, but secretly we are yes. a Star Wars podcast. And yes. so because of that, we have the obligation to, whenever we get a chance to only talk it's about Star Wars. It's written in our contract we, to, uh, yeah. to talk the, about Star Wars. The investors... The investors, uh, the, the get, the get, yeah, the get, the get real, real investors, they uh, rely ink. on us sneaking in uh, yeah. as much stars as possible. The so shareholders we- are not happy. We need more <laughs> stars. So we've got the Polish guys on our asses again. It's, yeah, it's not. They much. need to see the quality, the Star Wars quality, quality. Star Wars quality assurance. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Star Wars games this week, and we literally don't. <laughs> this is improv now. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. We we. There's no news. We haven't been able to find a main topic, so we've gone. Oh, Lucasfilms are back. Well, it's we important to look back so on the history of Lucasfilm and Lucas Arts and Lucasfilm games, and it's we can talk through talk the plethora Star Wars, of Star Wars games that we've played throughout our lives and talk about. Okay, okay, okay. Talk right, about which right. ones we like, and you know, what is your favorite Star Wars game? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, Favourites. I've loud plural because there's so damn many. I know. Well, look, when I was growing up... I want up, your top five. <laughs> when I was Do growing, this again. I can't do that right now. When I was growing top up... Top ten. I mean, the door is open, let's go, Lawrence. It was Star Wars Episode <laughs> 1, The Phantom Menace on PlayStation 1, which was so difficult when I was that young and that PC. I never finished it. Um, I never finished it. I, I could barely get past that part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what a great game it was to be Qui-Gon Jinn and, and Obi-Wan and, and be running around that. I used to just play that first mission over and over again <laughs> just to see if I could get any further, and I never could. Uh, but um, So for me, the Rogue Squadron series was huge oh, for me. Rogue Squadron. Like, we're talking Rogue Squadron on the N64. We're talking mm-hmm. Rebel Strike, you know, Rogue Squadron GameCube, 3 yeah. on the GameCube. Rogue Squadron um, 2, though. Rogue Squadron 2, of course, yeah. Uh, and then we had games like uh, Re- uh, Jedi Starfighter. And and, and mm-hmm. just just the the way that they took, like, all the starfighting and all the piloting and made, like, entire series out of that. That was something we'd never seen, really, or been able to experience, kind of, in the Star Wars universe. And so to be able mm-hmm. to play, like, in the fighters, uh, you know, it was just it was just amazing. It was just insane, and I and I prefer those games over the mainline story of the film games. You know, like yeah. the like the Clone well, the fi- Wars well, and well, we're not we're not counting film games. Why are we not counting film games? They were games because of films. Games exactly, of films. that's the point. No, they're not usually not very good. Well, usually, they, they kind of they had no choice but to follow a particular pattern, and were only able to really divert very slyly off the off the path you know you could kind of experience like i think i remember in the clone wars i remember the the general grievous thing being kind of cool and and stuff but you couldn't go too far off the path you were just playing through the story and and there was a couple of extra quips but it wasn't uh too different than what you expected Mm. really whereas rebel strike and you know rogue squadron three that was insane because it was kind of like on the gamecube the graphics then from from playing rogue squadron on the n64 to to that you'd just be like oh my god i feel like you know this is insane like this the extra missions and stories and stuff were just so cool mm-hmm. pod racing on the n64 oh god yes pod racing was insane. I it was bought, amazing i bought that back on the switch and the pc 
Oh yeah, I haven't got it I on that game. the others yet, but it is, I, every time I see it on the Switch or PC, I'm like, oh my goodness, and I'd be like, oh, I just wouldn't play it, but I love it. Oh, my God, but, would, but you would play it. You'd yeah, play it for that true. ten minute of nostalgia, and it'd that's be worth true. every minute. True, it was an awesome game. Like still Pod is, Racer. <laughs> it, uh, it still is. Considering how mental the physics are of of pod racing, they really did a good job on mm-hmm. making it work. You know, and obviously you had the Battlefront games, the original Battlefront games. None of this EA malarkey. None of this EA malarkey, which stand up really as kind of some of the the most popular Star Wars games. Oh yeah, especially Battlefront Two. I think Battlefront Two is one of the most popular Star Wars that, games. That was at the right. It came out at just the right time when everyone was getting like they either had an Xbox original Xbox or like a PlayStation 2 or something Hype and over Revenge of the Sith but it was that. also like one of the t- how am I going to say this in Star Wars games not all character Jedi feature <laughs> p- mechanics are equal you, am I yeah, there? You, I don't know how to phrase this sentence properly I don't know sometimes I, I don't being know a Jedi in Star make. Wars games is rubbish and sometimes it's really good because it's being overpowered Sometimes I feel okay. like an awesome Jedi, and sometimes I feel like <laughs> this is absolutely uh-huh. garbage, and I can't do anything that I want to do. I can't, th- I can't throw my lightsaber. I can't do all the force mm. moves. I can't even do the double jumping, thread spinning, flipping thing. And then some games are like, yeah, you can do that while you throw your lightsaber, <laughs> while you electroshock somebody else, while someone's getting force choked, while you're back flipping off the side of a. Are you are you not thinking Jedi Academy here? Or yes, not? we are Jedi- thinking Jedi oh, Academy. Outcast. Yes. Well, you, you've gone from Battlefront Two, explaining about Jedi, and then suddenly went off into Outcast. Well, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes there were, well, there were Jedi's in Battlefront Two. Yeah, but you were talking about Battlefront 2 and you say, look, but games about being a Jedi, you just went into a completely random tangent. I did, because it's important to try and get the point across that not all Jedis what? in Star Wars games are equal. Right. And <laughs> and sometimes I would literally base how good the game was of, of on that preface. Like, if I wanted to be a Jedi, how good would that experience be in this game right now? And I still do that to this day. Yeah, but have you played Jedi Fallen Order yet? Well, no, I've not played Jedi Fallen Order yet. Play Jedi Fallen Order! <sighs> I will, at some point. Now! Now, well, I can't right do it now, right this on I... this podcast. Right, fine, do I want you to in- install it on this podcast. Okay. I want all of me and four other people listening to, to, <laughs> to witness you install <laughs> Fallen Order. Let's, let's just rewind for a me second. Me and Sam are waiting. <laughs> let's rewind all the way back to 1992. Do you remember Super Star Wars on the SNES? Did you ever play it? Do you want to know something? Yeah. That was one of the first games I ever had on mm-hmm. Super Nintendo. It was a good game. I love the intro yeah, to that game. it was hard. Oh, it was, was solid. so difficult. I think the furthest I ever got to was a bit where you're on... Not the speed bikes, but the the two seater across the sand. Oh, desert. the um. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think that's oh, about the as far speeder. As, yeah, I think that's about as far as I ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played it in the like, last two years. I got really far. I got to where you played as Han, and I just got absolutely wiped. I didn't even know you like, got oh, to play God. as Han in it. This is how yeah. far I got through the. I mean, I was very young, so mm. the game but came you got, out. You get to play as Han. You get to play as Chewie. You got to play as Luke with a lightsaber. Wow. That's kind of cool. I wish I... Well, maybe yeah. I will try and play it again then. It's hard, though. Like, really difficult. <laughs> it's yeah. like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. but a side-scroller. Goodness. But what a, what a what a great first game, though, like, in general. Oh, yeah. Very good. Like, because sometimes you can have first games of franchises that aren't very good. And obviously they had mm-hmm. the Star Wars arcade games that weren't that great. But this was actually... They were fun. This was actually yeah. good, though. Let's now move a bit more forward in time because we can go past all of that before we go back again because I wanted to talk about The Force Unleashed. Oh, God, that game. Yeah, and The Force Unleashed 2. We had we had two completely different story-driven games that just didn't seem to appeal to me at all, so I never even bothered. But it just, I liked them, you know. They were quite good. I, from what I got, it was like Darth Vader's Apprentice Gone Rogue. Squadron. But yeah, um, kind of, yeah. I, I liked it more because I was doing game design at the time and seeing them doing, you know, describing how they actually worked on the physics engine. Mm. I think that one was more 
interesting for me rather than the, the story. And it had Sam Witwer in it, who you know is the voice of Darth Maul, right? In the uh, and the voice of the Emperor in uh, Clone Wars. But to me, it was more oh. just like it was like it was two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. And, weird period and and it was kind of the edgelord era of it was things the edgelord like era this. of video games and and so this just kind of seemed like they were just trying to yeah i don't know i just it just never appealed to me i guess and i'm sure that the story mm. was fine but it was it, mediocre i will admit it, it was mediocre it, it came to no end you know it kind of came to nothing mm. in the end of it like, like this story doesn't impact anything else kind of now and yeah. Not many people even really bother talking about it or referencing it. So, um, well, let, let let me kind of take over the wheel here. Go on. I mean, we've talked about you know flight sims with the Rogue Squadron and Squadrons yeah. in VR, which I thought was an amazing experience to have, and I think we need more of that. Yeah. Um, we'll get onto that in a little bit. Um, but like games like Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Academy. You know, uh, Star Wars Galaxies, especially, where you could live in the Star Wars universe, quite literally live in the Star Wars universe with your own house and decorations and all that jazz. You just don't see that kind of love and commitment in those kind in like video games anymore. No, you don't. That's true. I mean, I think you see a little bit in Cyberpunk and a little bit here and there, but not to that degree. Like Star Wars Galaxies, it was. But when I played it, it was they were classing it as a dead game because World of Warcraft was taking it over everything. But I still had a ton of fun. I still met so many people playing Star Wars Galaxies. I still play it to this day on on um, community run servers. Yeah. There's so many community run servers, so surely it must be that good of a game. Yeah, I mean it's it's got a little bit of a of a following still. I mean I mm. I didn't play that one, but I understand things like you know Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast. You know, those games yeah. were really, really cared for, and you could tell, you know, they really packed in as much as, as possible into those yeah. games and really pushing what they were the able to do. Really. Yeah, to the limits, you know, really. You yeah. know, and, and they were giving I, and they were giving people what they wanted. That was the other thing. Like yeah. Jedi yeah. like Star Wars, Jedi Academy. Like Huh? Make your own Jedi with your own lightsaber. You know, train with Luke, and it's like what? <laughs> yes. If they come, if they'd have, if they announced a Jedi Academy like three or something, or you know, Jedi Outcast, you know, a new Jedi Outcast or something, you would like we'd lose our minds right now because well, those were the you know that was giving the dream of Star Wars yeah. to people, and we haven't really had that. Uh, you well, know. that's the thing. Fallen Order is that spiritual successor. That's why I keep telling you, play Fallen Order, play no, Fallen Order. But the it's difference is, Jedi Academy no, it's not, style. though. It's, it, Jedi Fallen Order is too story-driven, like too yeah. hold-your-hand-through-the-game-driven. Yeah. You know, there's, there's not, oh, not it doesn't reach <laughs> far enough out for you to become an individual person. Well, At the end of the game, you're still that character. Mm, you're not your yeah. own Jedi, you know, because I know I know Academy had player choice, Knights of the Republic had player choice. That kind of you know player driven story, that RPG element. Yeah. Whilst Fallen Order is definitely more like an, an action adventure. Yeah. Dark Soulsian. Yeah, yeah. Still very good. Like it's the best feeling. Like that that combat system. If we had an RPG element attached to it, I think would be literally the next best thing we have. Exactly. To yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that... The, I wasn't trying to say it wasn't a good game. I was just saying that... Whereas Jedi Academy really let you be your, be unique and be who you wanted to be, Fallen Order is, like you said, it's an action-adventure game. It's not. See, Academy is good at you know making a Jedi, but for me, and I think for a lot of people, Star Wars Galaxies takes that and cranks it up to 100. Like, you could literally be anyone you wanted in the Star Wars Galaxies. Galaxies is like, the MMO... Or the, yeah, I yeah. think you, I think you'd appreciate it, appreciate it, especially now playing Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I probably. It's very, probably it's a would. very social game because yeah. even like, um, like there's a thing called the Bazaar where you have community-driven traders who are crafting stuff, and there's an actual class called the Crafter, uh, and they put it on the Bazaar and sell the wares, or you can go to their actual shop which they've made and they've decorated and everything, and go and buy it. And you yeah. can haggle for money and yeah. meet other players, so it's it's definitely more of a social experience yeah. than 
and an action RPG. And it, um, it is, so what we're talking about here, right, we're, we're looking back, obviously, at some of the best Star Wars games and what we think of, the, of some of the older Star Wars games. But, uh-huh. but would we want the... I mean, we would want these kind of things. We would want to see them from Lucas, Lucasfilm games, right? Lucas... Yes. That's what we, we want. We'd, we'd, we'd want the quality of uh, yeah. Lucas pre-LucasArts and, and all that um, yeah. jazz. I don't think, so based on that, like, if we're going to get our hopes up here and say, look, Lucasfilm Games, they're going to try and outperform EA. If they're starting from now in order to have something for when EA, their license comes up and they don't intend to bring EA on board with Lucasfilm Games, then mm-hmm. then what we're saying right now is that we are hoping that they bring back maybe some of these franchises and do, you know, really push the limits of today. Yeah. Like, or, you know. or even make them like a spiritual success as these franchises. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, let's say they could make a new, let's say they said, okay, well, we've, we've decided to make a spiritual successor to Star Wars Galaxies because MMOs are still huge. We think we can, <laughs> we can, we have a team that can do that, you know, or Jedi, a new Jedi Academy or something, a spiritual success to that. But I don't think we can see, we can't really ask that of EA anymore, I don't think. No, I don't think we could ever ask that from EA, to be perfectly honest. Which which, um, which is sad, because that means that Squadrons <laughs> has got a very limited time frame. Well, it already did. Like, they didn't expect it to be blow up as big as it did. No. But just the very fact that the EA cancelled the single-player RPG, which everyone was like, wait, what? You've done what? <laughs> yeah. The thing we were waiting for, and you've done what? <laughs> yeah. They're not trusted uh, at all. I think that's why Disney have gone, well, okay, let's make our own division and see what we can do. Yeah, and... It, uh, just just kind of... Oh, no, go on. I was going to say, it is all just speculation that they won't be on board, but it would make sense mm-hmm. that they aren't going to be involved because it's been so long that EA have had the reins on this and we literally don't really have... The, you know, other than Squadrons and Fallen Order, we haven't got much to say for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind of trying to wrangle this a little bit, what do we want like what kind of games do we want what do we want to see okay this might be a bit controversial but i really don't want Uh like i don't want any more lego star wars games well that's good because the next one's the last one good because that was that was great and it was so much fun when we were young right but but we don't need it anymore it's kind of like i don't believe it's ran its course it's ran its course and they're great pieces of you know, that was that thing and it was really funny and sometimes it will still be funny. You know, nostalgia funny will always be good with Lego games, but, um, you know, I don't think Lego games really have that that much of a leg to stand on any, anymore because, like, the the jokes and the quips and stuff have kind of all been done now, you know? Um, don't you mean Lego to stand on? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, hey. I'm coming from a position where if it was me, I'd be like, okay, we need a new pod racing game. We need a new, hmm. we need a new squadron well, that, game. We well, need a new thing, MMO. You're playing on nostalgia, and I think a racer, which they did a sequel to, and it didn't sell well. I don't think that would work at all. Well, okay, yeah, they did do one, but it was in two thousand and two, and it and PlayStation it, two, yeah, that wasn't that far from you know the N sixty four, I guess, and and I, yeah, I, I'm again just talking from my experience, but yeah, we need a rogue squadron game that isn't just pilot an x-wing and do this right we, we, we need a squad we need we basically need squadrons too but basically more yeah like you know just more <laughs> we need like the different eras i think of star wars in there you know you oh, need to combine yes. like jedi starfighter which was all oh, episode can, one two and three can based you imagine it a vr yeah. playing like the Revenge of the Sith Jedi yeah. Starfighters, Episode Two Jedi Starfighters, the Naboo um, Starfighters as well. Think about starfighting in clone oh, trooper the, 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 ships, and... the Clone Wars, like staying in that, like seeing the Venator hangar and getting into like the Arc One Thirty and then yeah. flying. Ah, oh. yeah, and just much like a co-op co-op VR way, like it's like the Y wings, so it's like one person to two. Like, so you'd have that gunner, so, like someone would be a gunner and someone would be like a a pilot. Yeah. It would be amazing. Please? I know. And, and here's something that we haven't mentioned yet, which would be good as well. This would be very appropriate at this point, but mm. a new Star Wars bounty hunter game, potentially <gasps> based on The Mandalorian. 
Ah. Because Bounty Hunter was one of the most incredible oh, that was games. Good. That was yeah. a really, I I, really good. You know that's on the PlayStation Four, right? Is it like a? Yeah, all the all the old Star Wars games on the PlayStation Four. <laughs> that's fun. It was just I, I've been playing Bounty Hunter. <laughs> that's incredible! What a great game. They need to do another one of those. Yeah. Um, and we need to do, you know, they need to do a Star Wars game like we, like we mentioned, where you can be your own like Jedi or whatever you want, or you know expand it to other races and other things now you know mm. like yes that goes into mmo territory and stuff so maybe it is an mmo well, but what, what about an action rpg like jedi academy but for this new era where luke is making his own academy with, Gro- with grogu and, Ooh, uh, it's and, Mandalorian. and ben and all that oh yeah. it's a twist so they're all setting it up this has been yeah. years me maybe we are lucas maybe, <laughs> maybe we are and we're just telling <laughs> you all the secrets <laughs> wouldn't that just be great though just wouldn't it though it would be pretty it'd be it would be jedi it'd be star wars jedi knight luke's jedi academy yeah a bit wordy <laughs> it already is wordy why not have Star Wars Jedi Order? Jedi Order, mm. but but or Jedi or Star Wars Academy. I don't know. I guess it depends on what Luke would have called his his rigmarole. You know, his 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 little setup. Star Wars Jedi Knight Two. Star Wars Luke's Blue Milk Station. Kanja Club. <laughs> Kanja Club. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've done it. We've added the reference. We've done it. <laughs> I'd like a game that. Which was kind of teased and then got canned when LucasArts died. Um, do you remember Star Wars thirteen thirteen? Is this the one that was like very alpha f- footage of leaked? Where, where, where they were in like the ship and it was like blasting. Uh, I'm not like, sure. I'm not sure. I, I would like I would like more games based not around Jedi but more around like smugglers, bounty hunters, spies, you know, but, stuff like that. Yeah, well, this I, is where the idea of, like, an MMO comes in, because, you know, mm. you can make a new successor to Galaxies that allows you to be a droid if you want, you know. I mean, good luck. <laughs> what do you mean, I mean good luck? Very good luck, because, uh, like, they would go up... To go up against Galaxies, you would have to basically take Galaxies and revamp it. And the thing, the weird thing about Galaxies is that there's two parts, there's two, like versions of galaxies there's the one which made it more like world of warcraft and one where you basically were you you were a person that didn't have any skill at all and to get skill you'd have to redo an action over and over and over again doing like missions to build your character up literally out of different skills it was pretty mad but it, but you could make a new version of Gal like like stop like don't think about galaxies at this point right but just think of mm-hmm. a new mmo that was in the star wars universe where you could do things mm-hmm. like you know let's let's say ambitiously there is to a point where you can get in a you know an x-wing and fly literally between planets you know it through hyperspace no, no. bit no man's sky no. to you know bit, bit of elite dangerousy bit elite dangerousy you know you could be a jedi or you could be a droid and stay on one planet you could just live on tatooine you could be a gungan and just live in naboo and just do naboo stuff you know and, and have dungeons and and things to do in different areas of the different planets of, across the galaxy you know and and I just kind of to... live in uh, kind I mean, of a time period where all of that could coexist maybe they could tie into mandalorian with the new republic and the imperial remnants yeah and they could have DLCs, which which are those kind of things that are those, you know, I, like I, I need I need to go change my underwear. <laughs> exactly, that would be, <laughs> you know, and then you could build your own Jedi from scratch, and you might, you know, yeah. part of the story is you going and getting your own Kyber crystal, and you know, you could then Maybe like meeting Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah, and you could meet mainline characters and and do all of that yeah. stuff as part of the main story, and do it together as part of a group, or you know, be brought up in an academy with your friends and. So, uh, Lucasfilm Games, if you're listening, <laughs> um, we've now, got some ideas. What don't we want, Lawrence? That's the question. Though, I really. don't want any more Sims 4 Star Wars expansions. Yeah, that would just be... who? who no more! Yeah, they're just not the two things. It just shows... 
Just so they stop. don't have a clue, yeah, really what people actually want. I mean, they do in some places. They obviously know what people want in Star Wars. They're just not giving it because they don't have the resources or, or something. They don't know what they want in Sims 4, clearly, de- despite what the community is shouting at them. But this isn't the Sims 4 segment. That's later down the line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't want just the games we've been getting. Like, Battlefront 2 was made with loot box crap. I don't want that. After they got rid of that, it was a good game. Yeah, but it was, it was almost that. too late, wasn't it? Then nobody was. Yeah. You know, the first impression's gone. It's like Cyberpunk. But I didn't, the first impression's gone. I didn't even think there was enough meat in Battlefront 2, though, to keep people. This is the thing with like modern games like this, right? Is they have such a small lifespan now because they just don't yeah. have enough meat in the game play. They don't well, have enough meat the, in the game modes or or anything like that. The thing that. is, like, they added that all in later down the line. There's no point buying games first off now. You've got to wait until like it's actual playable. Yeah. And like pe- on the PC, people have added mods so it looks even better. And it's like, this is great. It's got longevity to it rather than like... And, and then they give us a game like Squadrons and they don't support it. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? They gave <laughs> they gave people almost what they almost what they wanted in a squadrons game, except everything other than what people wanted in a squadrons game. I mean, the, the very fact that you can play VR in it, I, I would have thought the board of Vesagon. What exactly? <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <laughs> service this game. Yeah, <laughs> give them more. Yeah, exactly. And and you can even you know the fact that it's a game that you don't even need to be in VR to play either. Like we yeah. talk about the VR a lot, but the VR is just an extra part of this game. I mean, to be fair, the v- VR games and Star Wars have been hit and miss. Vader Immortals was pretty damn good. Journey to Battle Two I've not played, um, but I've heard it's not great. Um, but just I don't want these conceptual. Yeah, both, it is very conceptual. You know, I want. My re- like I want Star Wars Empire at War back. You know, I want the RTSs. I want the RPGs. Not Knights of the Old Republic 3. I don't care what people are saying. Stop asking for Knights of the Old Republic 3. Get something different. Bioware isn't the same bloody company anymore. So that's what I don't want. I don't want Knights of the Old Republic 3. So part of your what you're saying is I'm starting to understand is is what we've had for quite a long time now is kind of a saturation of pairing the the, the Star Wars franchise with the same genres of games again. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing like, the Star Wars the, Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and and I would consider even Squadrons to be a similar style game to those two games. You've got Fallen Order, which mm. is just an action adventure, which we've had a million of. So at this point, I, I, I liked Fallen Order because it was it was different. No, that to a point that it's good, but it's still the same. It's, it's we've had such a, a an oversaturated action adventure um you know as as yeah like like all the last of us all the ghosts of tsushima all the star wars oh, all of that you know we could just we could just go on and on about all these games yeah. that are all the biggest triple a titles happening right now most mm-hmm. of the big ones of the big franchises and stuff are all action it's adventure the same over and over and over again. whereas whereas it, if it, we could see something different like you know that's why i brought up pod racing because it would just be nice to have like a star wars racing game it would just be nice yeah. to have like what you're saying a strategy game uh, you know see i i just don't i just want them to stop trying to milk the nostalgia of the old games yeah like you know pod racing like galaxies like Knights of the Republic, like TIE Fighter versus X-Wing. Like, stop trying to milk that nostalgia and innovate. Like, Squadrons and Fallen Order, I'm exempting because Squadrons was enough innovation for me to be like, okay, this isn't like TIE Fighter and X-Wing. It, sure, okay, it uses similar systems, but it's in VR. Like, the whole thing could be in VR. Like, they've, yeah. they've managed to take it and innovate it into the next gen. Fallen Order, I liked it because it was Dark Soulsian. It was very different from what we've had before. Yeah. Whilst similar, it's that balance, and I think that's what I want. I, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh my god, it's going to be so good. It's going to be like the old Star Wars yeah. Battlefront. I don't want it to be like the old Star Wars Battlefront. No, because we'll just end up feeling the same feelings of of going into this multiplayer lobby. And it's just kind of a rinse and repeat of mindlessly running into stuff and dying, running into stuff and dying, running into. But it's you know even <laughs> with the ideas of this is an objective you have to meet or you yeah. have to go here and do this. You know, Call of Duty just does that better. So do something different. You know, make it open world. Try and try and best Bethesda. 
make an open world Star Wars RPG. Yeah. But this is single player or multiplayer RPG. This is the same thing that we have with uh Battlefield is that, you know, Oh, hell, oh Jesus. Not to, you know, not just to go off just to go off <laughs> well, just to go off slightly, you know. You know, like they're not doing they're trying to to compete with with Call of Duty, with Call of Duty uh, who already have the formula perfected. Yeah. And when they try to do something different that isn't the same or as good as, it just makes you not want to... You just, I'm just not interested. Why would I go for that? I know it's a different experience, but it's not a better experience. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I barely play Cold War just because it, it, it feels the same mm. all over again. Um, it feels like the old Call of Duties, and that's when I fell out of yeah. Call of Duty. But, um, that's why I'm so to... absorbed in zombies, because zombies mm. is like... It is different, but it's more of a tweak and a perfection to the old ways of zombies. They made it so good, which is something yeah, I was really I mean, worried about before this game came out. Was oh my god, if the zombies aren't good, this game is dead for me. You know, I mean, for for you, zombies is great. For for me, zombies the same old thing on repeat, and mm. it gets boring quickly. Mm. So for me, the new Call of Duty is just like, uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like we're playing Minecraft for Christ's sake. Yeah, we're, instead of we're, it. yeah, yeah, but um. Running it back to Star Wars, it's funny because it's like EA have tried to do what the films did, which is bank on that nostalgia, and they've used it all up. And then when the film stopped, we got Fallen Order and Squadrons. At the same time, we got Mandalorian, which is what the fans want. Yeah. It's a weird timeline and transition where we've kind of gone from nostalgia milking, which hadn't worked, to, okay, well, let, let's try these pieces. Let's just give them a go. And they've just blown up. Have EA announced other Star Wars games at this point? Uh, I don't know. We should double check. Uh, let me take a look. Uh, EA Games, Star, Star Wars. No. So at this point, <laughs> no, they haven't. they've got two years on the license and they've not announced, not announced anything, anything new. So like They didn't announce anything at EA Play. So no. it's like, you're like, wait, what? what? Why? Um, let me just take it with gaming leaks and rumours because I know they mentioned Star Wars in there and about Halo Infinite, but that's not for today. Right. Um, apparently, a, a rumours going around that a Dynasty Warriors style Star Wars game is in production. Right. Okay. That's which could be cool. You see, that's different. Um, that is different, yeah. Uh, there was another post somewhere. Let me just go to. Uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2 actors are working on mocap and voice acting for Unknown Project, which, weirdly enough, links into the Dynasty Warriors thing because it would have. Um, it apparently includes characters from all the movies and the comic line and the games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, may, maybe that, that could work. Yeah. It's, I, two and two together, but it's stretching and it's a rumor. So take a grain of salt. It is, yeah. Um, so so what we're saying is EA's time is, is coming to an end and, and we are hopeful that the future of Star Wars games is going to be better than yeah. what we last had. Because I think it took too long so, for EA to do anything people even cared about. Yeah, you know? I mean, just give it to Motive and Respawn and let them have the reins because they know what they're doing. Okay, they're under EA, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, Like DICE, they basically just made it Battlefront in space. Yeah. And... Yeah. And, it's, and how long have, you know how long have EA even had this license for? Um, let me check. I mean, they had it before the Force Awakens. Yeah, they've I had believe. it for a long time. Um, they signed a ten-year deal with Disney in 2013. Yeah, so they've so they're going to have had it for ten years, and currently they've produced six titles. They, yeah, they they had it before the Force Awakens. Yeah, came out. So that that's how long they've had it. Yeah. Um, let me take a look. There is an article which says every cancelled EA games. If you if you want to hear that oh as well, because they've cancelled so many damn games. Yeah, it's a joke. But they've got um, uh, they've got the old Republic now, Battlefront, Galaxy of Heroes, well, which is the mobile well, game. Well, uh, Battlefront old 2. Republic doesn't count. Old Republic doesn't count because had the old Republic was there before them. Yeah, before the um, deal. Right, and then Battlefront Two, and Fallen Order, Squadrons, and then they re-released Old Republic on mobile. Yeah. So they've done nothing apart from Fallen Order and Squadrons. A sim expansion pack, which barely anyone wanted. Yeah. And they've just rebooted Battlefront, which... Just no. Yeah. <laughs> just no. Stop. No. They cancelled uh, Project Ragtag, which was the game, you know, the third-person game I was telling you about. Right. The uh, RPG game. Yeah. Um, there was apparently uh, something called Project Yuma, 
which was like a pirate, and he's like smuggling one, which oh. apparently then got turned into ragtag. Right. And then it was cancelled because EA exec came out and said, oh, nobody wants to play single-player games anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, what? No one wants to play single-player games they anymore. Were wrong. But then, and then, then there was, then Ragtag got cancelled and turned to Project Orca after the closer, closure of Visceral, which we're doing it, which is the studio. Right. And then that got cancelled. Uh, and then there was Project Viking, which is a Battlefront spin-off, uh, and then that got cancelled as well. There's, a, there's an alternate timeline, Lawrence, where all these games came out instead of Battlefront yeah. 1 and Battlefront 2. And they got 2. so much money. <laughs> yeah, and EA signed on to another 20-year deal and, you know, signed on again. And Disney just, made just... it made it EA Films Games is what, you know. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's a timeline somewhere where that happens. There's a timeline somewhere. But until we see uh, uh... Future Star Wars games... Uh, in the next two oh my years, God. hopefully we get to see I'm, more. I'm, I'm reading about this Project Ragtag. Apparently it was described as a linear story-heavy title into a broader experience that allowed more variety and player agency. What the hell did we just talk about my that we wanted? God. <laughs> set in between the time of Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. What else is set in between the time of Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens? Jesus. Well, as long as Kathleen Kennedy isn't the executive producer of the games, we should be all right in the future, oh, Lawrence. So, Dave Filoni! <laughs> Go, Dave! But until that point in time, Lawrence, I think that will wrap us up for today. We think we talked yeah. a lot of Star Wars. I mean, we're I not, think, star- think, we're not talked I mean, any Star Wars, actually, have we? We're not talked any. I mean, I think I need to, I need to lie down, I think. Just go and think about what, uh, what could have been. I want to go home and rethink my life. But until we see you next week, uh, thank you very much for listening to today's episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed us talking about Star Wars. You need to message us and tell us what your favourite Star Wars games were. Uh, Lawrence, how can they do that? Uh, well, that is a good question. You've got to go to all your socials, aka Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, or to the Get Real Pod and send a message down there. That's right. Or you can email us at getrealpoduk at gmail.com. That's right. It's perfect. Um, yeah. So let us know what your favourite uh, Star Wars games were, the classic Star Wars games were. And Do you know what my favourite Star Wars game was? What was it? Star Wars Chess. Star Wars Chess. Oh my, three chess. <laughs> Wait, there's also like Star Wars Monopoly. I've got episode yeah. one, like chess, and I've got like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I've got like toys. Oh, we didn't, need- you know what? We're going to have to do an episode at some point where we talk about the toys as well. The toys is gaming. It's video games. Yeah, well, I could talk about the toys all day too. All right, well, let's. <laughs> Are we going to start get real toys? <laughs> no, we're going to end it there, Lawrence. Thanks again for listening, okay. everybody, and we hope you have a great week. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.